0: Hi, I'm Slash. And this is Teddy. Welcome to Shipwrecked.
1: Shipwrecked is a podcast where Slash and I dive into the world of fandoms.
0: We discuss what drew us in, our favorite ships, and the characters and worlds we love.
1: Basically, it's an excuse for us to talk about the things we love and why we love them. Come get Shipwrecked with us.
0: And welcome to Shipwreck, and this is uh, episode three of our anime arc. Woo. I'm so excited about this one. I'm oh my dying. God. <laughs> uh Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, we are just going to go off, I feel like, about so many things. Uh, today, we're talking about My Hero Academia, or Boku no Hero Academia.
1: Yeah, uh, it, this is... Uh, I just... um have been watching it like this is a new one to me one that um slash encouraged me to watch and I'm so glad I did uh I have I only have three episodes
0: left um, ah! so I'm I'm so close uh but <laughs> I cannot uh, wait for you to watch the last two episodes of season four to be honest
1: I'm I'm really excited I started watching some this morning and then I stopped and I was like okay Because I knew we were doing this this afternoon. And I was like, I want to be able to enjoy the last few episodes. Yes. So I like paused and I will, I'm sure, finish it tonight. It's
0: so good. And it's such a good setup for like the next season. So anyway, uh, My Hero Academia is a uh, manga series as well as an anime. Um, I believe the manga has like 299 chapters right now. Um and the anime has four seasons. It began in oh geez, I should have looked this up. It began in 2016. twenty sixteen. Thank you. I was gonna say twenty sixteen, but then I was like, or was it twenty eighteen? Um, but it comes out that the manga comes out in the Shonen Jump weekly. I just downloaded the app. I have not read the manga, but I'm starting to. Anyway, uh, four seasons of the show. And a new season is set to be released sometime this year, which is super exciting. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm kind of glad that I
1: <laughs> start just started it because I didn't have to wait like other fans have. I just got to like breeze all the way through it. And season five is supposed to be sometime this year. So yeah, I get to just like keep riding this obsession because it has right. become a an obsession of mine
0: (laughs) absolutely same here i heard i started hearing so much about it once i started getting into like the anime fandoms and i was kind of like oh this i don't know if i would like this and i do this all the time it's the same with everything else i become obsessed with i was like i'm not gonna watch it i won't like it i don't i don't want to start with that and then this the moment i started i was just like completely drawn in completely obsessed with the characters and the story and now it's basically my life so
1: yeah it's one of those that um sometimes an anime will take me a few episodes to get drawn in and like stick with it but I feel like this one right away I was like yep I love this
0: (laughs) yeah it's just such a great it's such a cool world to explore and the creator who is named Horikoshi has just created, like, these really uh, deep characters with, I don't know, it's just so, like, it's so satisfying to consume. Yeah, and I love that, so the world that he created,
1: it's kind of turns a lot of the superhero tropes on its head. Um, Like, in this world, 80% of people have quirks and quirks is like another name for superpowers basically um so it's really like it's not the like small minority that have these quirks it is most people and you are more odd if you don't have some crazy kind of superpower um and i really i don't know why but i just love that idea so much
0: It's so it's very interesting, and it creates a really interesting dynamic because you have all these people with these quirks, but you're but it's it creates this like, uh, like this extra level of like what you have to be to be a hero. Like you can't just have a quirk to be a hero, uh, and and do all this stuff, and it becomes almost kind of toxic but honestly a pretty good depiction of like what it would be in our modern world of like you're trying of people then trying to like market skills to be heroic so then certain people with who are born with certain quirks are kind of set up more for that kind of success than others are whether it like whether or not they have the ability to or not. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. No, I think that's a really uh, good way of putting it because it also has the same like power structures we would expect to see in our society. Like there are elite schools and if you can get into an elite school, you're going to have a better chance of being a hero, which the hero class is smallish, but still really revered in this world where lots of people have different powers. Um, and so I, I like that there's still kind of that political nature of like, you can be set up for success. There are these elite schools, but maybe, you know, you don't have access to all of those things and there's this resentment that can form against heroes who think they're, you know, so much better than other people. And I don't know, it's just such a cool world.
0: Yeah, I think Horikoshi did a really good job of making a point to point out some of those flaws in the hero society um mm-hmm. through through like characters and dynamics and things like that. Um like we see uh one of the characters Shoto Todoroki is a product of a quirk marriage, which is basically somebody basically breeding the perfect quirk uh which is illegal in that society, but you know that it happens. Like obviously it happens. Um, because it did happen right uh, but it just yeah stuff like that or like um i i think i think the hero society creates heroes but it also creates villains because of the reasons we just stated before like you're uplifting one group of people and you're kind of pushing down another group of people uh and that just creates that that kind of rift and I again I think it's very I think it's very it's almost like realistic like we almost know that these things would happen in that kind of world
1: oh yeah and I love that uh, quirks become this kind of either symbol of pride or maybe even shame of like if you're some quirks are seen as like oh that'd be perfect for a villain and then these these like kids because they develop quirks when they're like in kindergartenish age um that are like being told like oh your quirk would be perfect for a villain and they're like well I don't want to be a villain uh right. and they're there it creates this weird like hierarchy of quirks and what's good and what's bad and uh it's really interesting.
0: Well it's the same it's the same as like when when we look at like our education system today of like we're trying to like with standardized testing and stuff we're trying to have like every kid fit into the same size box and if they don't fit into that box then they're not going to succeed and that's just shitty and wrong (laughs) and uh yeah and and hero society has created just like a different a different box basically and uh but I, I think through the throughout the series we kind of see people trying to fight back on that or realizing what the issues are and there's just a whole lot i'm like so passionate about talking about all of these very like deep all this like deep stuff within a show <laughs> you know yeah but we have um, we have lots of stuff that's not deep to talk about also yeah <laughs> cuz there's so
1: I don't know. I just love this world so much. I love these characters so much. Um the creator did such a good job of we focus in on kind of one class at an elite school called UA and uh and some, you know, surrounding characters around them. But he did such a good job of creating this um like really unique characters with weird quirks I never even would have thought of and it's just it's really cool i love it
0: so the first thing that stands out to me is that our protagonist uh was never meant to be the protagonist of this story um because he was born without a quirk yeah He he was never meant to be a hero uh and it's just this kind of straight very strange set of circumstances that happen for him to get a quirk uh and he's not – I still I still think that even at, with a quirk, he's not the character that we usually see, like, in the protagonist role, in my opinion. Yeah, I like that because um, it, immediately it kind of bucks
1: against this whole world that was created for him to be like, oh, I can't be a hero. I don't have a quirk. But he's got such a mind for, like – analysis and he's so obsessed with being a hero. It's all that he wants. Um, So I love that it immediately like uh, it's, it's not that typical like chosen one sort of anime, especially because later we meet someone that kind of embodies what you would expect the like chosen successor to be. And it's not Our main character it's not Deku
0: right yeah and our main character I'm sure if you're listening to this we're assuming that you've probably watched My Hero Academia or read the manga Uh, and if you haven't you should watch it and then listen to this episode (laughs) (laughs) but the main the main character is Izuku Midoriya and his uh, he's lovingly referred to by his good friend (laughs) Bakugo as Deku which is supposedly kind of which is not a nice name but supposedly uh, I don't know exactly like the Japanese translation of what Deku means uh I think it means something like useless or or something along those lines but then he he chooses it as, as his hero name which some people are like oh that's stupid like there's so much discourse in this fandom which is wild but some people hate it but I actually love it because he's kind of like reclaiming that for himself
1: yeah, especially for being someone that was born quirkless, like, which in this world can kind of be seen as this kind of background character that doesn't really mean anything for him to kind of embrace that. And I like it. I like our sweet little Deku. <laughs> he is.
0: He's he's best boy, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's he's true. just. he's so he's so cute and he's so sweet and he's smart and he's just like so willing and the god you just watch him go on this fucking journey of growth and like it's it's really cool it's really cool to see and it you cheer you do end up cheering for him like i was a little annoyed by him at the beginning but by the end of season four i was like okay i guess i like you (laughs)
1: Oh really at from the beginning, from the outset, I was like, look at this precious bean. I shall protect him with my whole heart.
0: <laughs> this yes. I I guess I guess I felt that way, but I was also like, you're kind you're kind of annoying. I don't know. But this is coming from the person who loves Bakugo Kotsky. So uh don't take what I say <laughs> uh seriously. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it took me probably until, like, the third season to really, like, appreciate Bakugo. Um he's
0: But a, I do
1: really appreciate him now.
0: He's an asshole. He's a bully. Yeah. <laughs> he's an asshole. But I think those things exist alongside him having his own struggle and his own issues and that I very deeply relate to. He's, like, anxious, burnt-out, gifted kid, was always told he's good at everything, and then all of a sudden, Deku, has who he has picked on his entire life for being quirkless, all of a sudden, this kid is, like, better than him, and he just, like, does not know how to handle it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of that thing that you see when, like, in the real world, when, like, the genius kid finally gets a rival, and he, like doesn't know how to handle it. It's the same thing of like, wait, I've never had to work really hard to excel over someone before. And now I'm having to work my ass off. And it's this kid I bullied and thought was useless.
0: (laughs) And this is exactly why I love him because I have been that person so many times before (laughs) (laughs) to where like, yeah, somebody starts like getting better than me. And I'm like, and i hate them for like no good reason aside from the fact that they're better than me which is shitty yeah. i know uh but, but it's human it's exactly it's so human and i love that they that uh that these characters are so human and so relatable i think that's why so many people love the show like this fandom is huge yeah and i love
1: that the characters i love when a creator is able to balance characters that are kind of over the top stereotypes, but also feel real uh, and relatable. Like a lot of these characters, it's like, oh, he's the weird goth kid and she's the rich spoiled princess, but they're also like very relatable and that's not all there is to them.
0: Right. And I love that. And I, I'm actually thinking back to like other conversations we've had about like, in in our anime arc here, like about Yuri on Ice and Oran High School, and this seems to be a theme that kind of carries through a lot of anime: is that we get these surface level characters, like like yeah, like stereotypical, uh, tropey kind of characters that then are given this like huge depth of like emotion and feeling and reasons to do what they do and it just makes it it's just makes everything so much better yeah so uh yeah so this like I said before this fandom is humongous there are so many people that love this show and I think it's becoming a actually a little bit more mainstream now even
1: I actually, um, speaking of it being kind of mainstream, so the first interaction I had with My Hero Academia is, like, seeing a ton of merch online when I would, like, be looking at other anime stuff. And I was like, what is this? Like, it is everywhere. And I had no idea. It was such a huge thing because I am, like, an elder anime fan uh, and not quite with the times um and yeah it's just huge
0: uh i actually like i said i started finding out about uh my hero because uh, through tiktok actually because i got really into haikyuu and a lot of people that like haikyuu also like my hero not a surprise at all uh but i started seeing these like cosplayers and I was like god they look so cool who are these characters I have to know them and that's when I was I like broke down and watched it and now my TikTok is like 80% my hero and like (laughs) 20% haiku and that's it and I wouldn't have it any other way
1: oh yeah my algorithm knows that this is my my life right
0: now (laughs) But it's so great because the fandom is so huge. There are so many people making content. There are so many people making My Hero content. You can go like anywhere and find My Hero content, which is, it makes it so much more fun when you get to like interact with a fandom that much.
1: Yeah. And I also like that when fandoms are that huge, you also are more likely to come across the things that, speak to you and resonate with you. Um, Whereas I feel like when it's small, sometimes, you know, sometimes you find fix or something that you're like, I don't know, that's not really how I see the character. But when it's so big, and there's so many people creating things, I feel like you can really find something that speaks to like your frame of reference and what you get out of these characters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. totally agree this kind of reminds me before we started recording we were actually talking about so I've been writing some my hero fan fiction and feeling like like kind of silly about it Uh, but we were just talking about how like and I think this goes with this of like because the fandom is so big um, there's gonna be somebody else out there who likes and appreciates what you're adding to it what you're adding to the fandom or like how you see characters or how you want them to interact uh there's there's somebody out there who sees it the same way or likes how you see it and so it's just super validating and great
1: yeah because so yeah slash has been writing some fix and they were like, I don't know, it's a little self-indulgent. And I read it and was like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I needed to read. So, um, so it's really fun to be able to find stuff out there that is like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to enjoy. Even if you have like a weird – not weird. There's no such thing as like a weird uh, right. bias or whatever. But even if you have one that you don't see often – uh, there's lots of content for it. I personally have fallen into a Tokoyami and gunhead simple. Yes. I mean,
0: come on. <laughs> we love it. We love to see it. Tokoyami. Okay. Tokoyami has a bird head. And again, if you're listening to this, you probably watch the show. Uh, but Teddy and I have been having lots of conversations about uh <laughs> bird- <laughs> about bird heads on human bodies and how um how do things happen work. how do things work um if you have any thoughts on this hit us up on twitter at pod underscore shipwrecked with your thoughts on, uh bird heads yeah
1: well one so one of the things that i absolutely love about this show is a at some point, I've fallen in love with every character, even if it was yes. just momentarily, I have fallen in love with them. And I distinctly remember te- texting/slash and being like, This show does not have me simping over an orca whale. Of course, what it does. the hell is happening? But
0: of course, it does because gang orca is amazing it's like yeah like every i feel like every character is so attractive (laughs) there are so few characters that i don't find attractive in this show, and um yeah it's it's wild but they just i guess that's part of it though like you think about i think about hero society and like they these people have to be like presentable right So it's like, of course you would want pro heroes to be attractive because then more people are going to like, are going to like be into them. You can like sell more merchandise. You can like make a whole shitload of money.
1: Yeah, because just like how it would be in our real world, there is tons of licensing and branding and and we see on an internship – That a couple of students go on, they're so confused because they thought they were going to be doing, like, hero work, and they're shooting, like, shampoo commercials and interviews. And it's like, nope, this is all part of it, too.
0: Right, which is kind of shitty because it is to uh, female hero students that get sent there, and it's – but, like, that – It's also realistic. Like, of course, you would be having these like sexy women selling shampoo like that is probably making them more money than their hero work again, which is totally shitty. uh, And we hate that. Right.
1: But it's a reality. I mean, All Might uh, Midoriya's room is a shrine to All Might with floor to ceiling merchandise. Like this kid has every like limited edition whatever of all might that has ever
0: come out. And here's something I just thought about. How is All Might not just like fucking loaded? Right? Did he did he sign a bad contract? Like what
1: is happening?
0: I have no idea. And I like he I mean maybe he just wants to so he's cuz he's a teacher at UA now and maybe he just wants to work at UA to like help out and like I get that. But he never, like, he should be rich. Like, he shouldn't have to... Didn't didn't he take a taxi one time or something? And <laughs> shouldn't I was like, he have Why? a driver? <laughs> right! Like, you're all might. My... Are you... You sell so much merch. Are you not getting a piece <laughs> of that? You need to re- renegotiate. Right. I think that maybe in his youth...
1: He's signed a bad contract that he's locked into or something.
0: <laughs> that, has, that has to That's be That's my headcanons. Yeah. Oh, God. I have so <laughs> many headcanons for this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I've, I've made it my
1: own world. And it's great. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it doesn't even... And the great thing, too, is that, like, I have so many headcanons, but I also have so many, like, conflicting headcanons. And depending on the day, I get to, like, live in the My Hero world that I want that day
1: right well that's the beautiful thing about it right
0: (laughs) yeah uh i really like because since we're kind of like talking about hero society and heroes and issues with that um i like headcanons about uh especially the ua students uh having like physical kind of scars or defects from their quirks I think probably one of the most popular ones is Bakugo having hearing loss since his quirk is explosion. Yeah, and so a lot of creators uh like write him or draw him or cosplay him as like having hearing loss, which yeah, right? Yeah,
1: that makes sense because because one of the things I've noticed is a lot of the heroes like they have a lot of scars, and I feel like in other universes uh heroes just magically are always spotless and like whatever horrible damage they've went went through has healed but they carry scars with them when something when they get in a bad situation so yeah that makes total sense to me
0: and they have to go to the hospital yeah when they get hurt so i yeah i love that i love that like level of realism um also, another one is uh, Denki Kaminari, whose quirk is electricity. Uh, has like uh like scars like running down his arms and stuff because he electrocutes himself, basically. Yeah. Or like Todoroki having frostbite, or right, just like literally any of them could be having these like really long lasting effects from their quirks, which is another like kind of it's kind of scary.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting uh, to think about that. Sometimes I wonder, like, how much does their quirk, like, how much has their quirk shifted their physiology to accommodate for their quirk and how much has not? Because we do learn, like, um, Aoyama, uh, Mm -hmm. he, like, has to wear a support belt because his body can't handle his quirk um he talks to Midoriya about that of like yeah ever since I was little like my quirk is too powerful for my body so I have to wear a support belt like not all of them have their bodies don't have the adjustment to like override all the things their quirk does
0: right I've heard some people talking about uh which I don't know if it's mentioned in the manga at all, because I haven't read it yet, but uh, how quirks kind of pass genetically and how they change when they pass. Uh, so, like, the longer a quirk exists in a family, how does it shift and change, and how does it shift with how it interacts with a body? Mm. Um, somebody, somebody said something about, like, like, people who look... Um, people who are, like, who look, like, farthest from humans, like, that their quirks have, uh, have, like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it, like, um, like, mutations, like, like, genetic mutations and, like, the quirks and how, whatever. I, I don't know science. I'm just. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because you do,
1: you do wonder how, like, some people look pretty classic human and then you have like Cementos, who looks like a cement block um <laughs> so you I wonder know, like how much it's changing their body
0: right or or like a uh, 13 who is a uh like a rescue hero and their quirk is black hole we don't ever see them have a physical body right and i'm like do they just live in a spacesuit like is that like, do they have a physical body yeah. or is their physical this- body just a black hole? Because that would be right. very difficult.
1: Yeah. Well, because I think about um, like Warpgate, there's a whole thing of like. His actual body is like compacted in this little metal cylinder. Um, and that's like his weak point that he's always trying to like keep away from people. But like i just i wonder how that looks uh if it's even functional or if he's always just kind of in his warp mode
0: right and then how do you there has to be so many like like how do you how do you just like live right that type of thing or like how do you how do you eat or digest or like anything that a human does like how do you do it and how do you adjust to it like this this world has to have so many things that we're not seeing uh and i think that's part of the appeal honestly
1: yeah because there's so much that then can be built out and that's what i love about fan creation is people building these things
0: out yes i have um uh something else that I have been thinking about a lot is the kind of like trauma that not only heroes, but just like everybody in the society has to be going through Uh, because along with heroes, with more heroes, you also have more villains. Um, And so there, it just seems like there's always some like crazy shit happening and whether you're a hero or not, it has to be affecting you. But then especially for heroes who are just like dealing with this shit constantly, like the mental toll it has to take on them. Yeah. I
1: was thinking about that because I'm like with, cause we obviously have crimes and terrible things that happen in our world, but with the addition of quirks, those things can just happen on a grander scale. Um, and yeah, it's just, there's always something happening. There's always, uh, buildings being destroyed and one thing that i like about this show that i think sometimes other um superhero sort of things uh kind of gloss over there was the huge fight um between all might and all for one um i'm sorry yeah all for one uh in the neighborhood uh oh what was it called it starts with a c Camino? Camino Award? Um, Camino. Yes. Camino Ward, where it basically blows up the whole neighborhood. And then it shows afterwards it, talking about like how many uh, casualties there were and the heroes – a bunch of other heroes were like getting people out of those crushed buildings and like that's always one of those things about these like larger than life superhero worlds that I think about is like, yeah, buildings just get tossed aside and buildings are filled with people like – what the heck
0: right. well and they talk about in some of like in some of the training courses and whatever they're talking about how like you want to minimize damage um especially if you're in a place that does have civilians so like right so somebody like like i think bakugou is a great example of this his quirk is explosion he's going to create a lot of damage with like pretty much no matter what he does um and his quirk is extremely useful but it would not be useful if there was a building full of people and he was trying to like defeat a villain. then his quirk is like kind of useless right um but but I guess that's the beauty of having so many different kinds of quirks of like there's something for there's somebody for every job right and I like
1: that you get to see a bit in the fourth season during the overhaul arc of how the different heroes team up together to utilize their quirks in the best way.
0: Right. Yeah. That arc is my favorite, by the way, but going it's back so, to it's what you so said, intense. <laughs> it is so intense. Uh, uh, I think about that with like the, the hero agencies and how agencies want to hire people that uh, hire heroes that have quirks that are compatible to like work with their own or work with, other heroes that work with them uh Mm -hmm. because that is a big part of it like you want to have yeah you want to have like heroes who are compatible and can work together and uh can kind of use their powers simultaneously to do whatever they need to do
1: yeah because you think of like uh during the provisional license exam Todoroki and what is his name whirlwind i don't know something like that um, their quirks while they, cause they're just like, they're the strongest, they're just going to go for it. And their quirks keep canceling each other out of like wind and fire, just like screwing each other. Um, because they're not thinking about how they can work together. They're just thinking about themselves getting like defeating the villain. Um, so, yeah. So you have to think about like, how does this, they eventually figure out how to combine powers and it's great. Um, but you know, you have to think about that. Like, how are we going to work together? Are we going to cancel each other out? Like, how does this work?
0: So we collected some hot takes from social media. I don't have a ton of, we don't have a ton of friends that, um, watch this show, but, uh, the people that do gave us some of their favorite hot takes. Um, i and i i will say and we'll i'll say this again at the end uh but we are going to do a special episode a special my hero episode dedicated just to ships just to my hero yes. ships. uh There's because too there,
1: much to talk about
0: <laughs> yes there are so many literally every character is pretty much shipped with every other character and that's the beauty of a large fandom honestly i love it um but so we're gonna we're gonna dedicate a spe- a special episode to that. But I will say now, one of our hot takes, which was given by multiple people, is that Kiribaku should be canon. And I feel very strongly about this. Yes, I love
1: I love Kiribaku so much. They're so sweet with each other. I and it just should be canon. Like I said, we're gonna go into like every single ship, because uh, there's so much to talk about. We're like, we need to do a separate episode just about right. this. Right. But yes, agree. But-
0: yes Baku is extremely popular as well as many of the other ships but uh I love I love Bakugo. that's not that's not a secret anybody who knows me is just knows how much I love Bakugo. but um <laughs> Bakugo is kind of a jerk and it's nice to see a character that kind of compliments him in a way of like somebody that softens him and makes him less angry because he is angry Mm -hmm. all the time Mm -hmm. um and we love that yeah so anyway that was a popular hot take we also had we also had a lot of hot takes about minetta (laughs) oh minetta (laughs) yeah um somebody said minetta should have been expelled already uh as somebody also mentioned which, okay, maybe we should touch on that first. Minetta should have been expelled already, Pro- probably. Probably, <laughs> um, yeah, from from the like, so so Minetta
1: is your like, your, your perv, your shonen perv that's in every series. Um, but there's just something about him that's a lot. Uh, like he always is trying to peek at the girls, like he finds a peephole. In the locker rooms, he's like perving over his teacher, midnight, and his internship, and like he just stares at the girls. I don't know.
0: (laughs) He's a lot. Here's the thing, though, and I, I'm not trying to defend this nasty behavior because it is, it is gross. But I think that I think by the end of season four, we finally start to see like a smidgen of Minetta realizing like realizing what is actually important in life uh and realizing that he does actually want to be a hero and in a way i kind of hope that he gets like a little bit of a redemption arc (laughs) yeah
1: i also again not excusing his behavior but I was like, at least his quirk has been useful a few times, like right. in the um, in the USJ attack, and even during the um, was it the previ- No, what ex- what exam? The finals during his finals yes. it's midnight. Like he at least his quirk, his quirk does something
0: useful every now right. and then. I'm not sure he has like the leadership skills to be an actual pro hero. Um, or to be a very popular or good pro hero, but I think if he like focused on himself a little more, he could definitely do really good things. Yeah, he's
1: got good sidekick energy. I feel like yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, he just needs to drink some respect women juice.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> needs to happen. Um, and somebody somebody did mention that compared to like other shonen pervs. Manetta is not actually that bad. I kind of agree with that. I yeah, go go on. What were you gonna say?
1: Oh, yeah, no, I actually agree with that. After I saw that, I was kind of thinking back because it is a character type that um shows up in like every anime uh or most of these types of anime. Um yeah, I don't think he's like
0: really as bad as some other ones. I also spent most of my high school years being friends with people like Minetta, which is really embarrassing, but, uh, so they just don't, or like being in the same friend group, I should say, they don't mm-hmm. really bother me. So, uh, from a personal standpoint, Minetta does not bother me as much as some of the other characters. Uh, and he's just kind of like, I just kind of like, just don't think about him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But another thing that somebody mentioned about Mineta was that he has been mostly erased from the Fanon universe, which is true. Yeah,
1: I've noticed that. So, like, in TikToks, I see a lot of people will, like, if there's a group picture of, like, Class 1A, they'll, like, edit a trash can over (laughs) Mineta. Or a lot of them will either just ignore his existence completely, like, fix and stuff. Or they'll, like, make a brief mention of, like, oh, yeah, but he was expelled already and just move on
0: without him. (laughs) Again, he's just not even on my radar. Like, yeah, I just don't I don't even think about him. Um, But, yeah, he has been pretty much erased, except there are a few. There are very select few people who create fan art and do cosplays of, like, sexy (laughs) Mineta. That's so which is so bad. but, like picturing Mineta, like learning how to be respectful and becoming a pro hero and getting like really tall and like really jacked, and then just being like the sexiest hero alive, which like that's cool if you want if you want to believe that but i don't know (laughs) the
1: other day slash sent me some fan art uh, that someone made of like a grown-up Manetta, and he has like this soul patch and i was like
0: yes Ah! (laughs) i mean i mean this a soul patch is bad so like i i don't know let him let him grow up and think he's hot Uh, we don't we don't we don't really care um yeah uh so let's see who, what's next. Oh um oh somebody mentioned in when we asked for hot takes secret identities and why don't students and heroes use them. Good yeah. question. I know. So I was thinking about this and I was like
1: is it because of like so many people have quirks so they just are like whatever but it mentions that like All Might's predecessor sent her kid away to an orphanage to protect him. So clearly there are villains who target heroes' families and stuff. But
0: I don't know. People just don't seem that concerned with it. Well, and here's the thing, too. A big school, like a big prestigious school like UA has these – like the sports festival is a great example of this. And I'm sure they have other things, too. But the sports festival was broadcast on – like national television yeah and they use their names they use their real names yeah so like you're 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 showing the entire world or or whatever and all these people what their quirk is what their real name is and you don't think that's a that's a problem well because there's even a few moments
1: where villains will like Mention like oh i saw him on the on the sports festival his quirk is really powerful like yeah that
0: just it seems real bad and like it's it's part of like what puts him into all of these like these deadly situations it's just because people saw them during the sports festival and and the point i guess of the sports festival is for hero agencies to be able to recruit like young young heroes but then just make it like a private event like just for hero agencies (laughs) i don't know why it's become
1: this yeah it's become this like spectator event that people love going to
0: i mean it's it was very entertaining i would have watched it like in real life you know same (laughs) um but it just puts everybody in like so much unnecessary danger because then like right after that we get the we get the whole stain arc where stain is like killing heroes who are doing who he believes are doing hero work for the wrong reasons right so you just you've basically just given this this guy this group a list of names for him to like hunt down exactly
1: Um, yeah it's and along with so another take we got along with this secret identities things kind of related was Deku designed his costume to have a mask and hood but he never wears them (laughs)
0: Don't even get me started on this. I feel strongly <laughs> about this. He, season 3 comes around and we're in like the the airy uh, overhaul arc. Mm-hmm. The very beginning of it. And they're like, don't let... They tell him explicitly don't let him know who you are. Deku like just walks up, starts asking questions uh, to Kaichisaki without his fucking mask on.
1: And or then, his hood on? And then Mirio like puts deku's hood up for him for like a second and then it's like down again and they're just talking and i'm like what was i get what you're trying to do mirio but what was the point What's The
0: point, <laughs> yeah it's just so it's just, but i i mean i guess he's young and he's just not thinking about it but when you're working with like really high profile people like that just put on your mask i put know on your hood it's not hard I know.
1: I was trying to think I was trying to give him a little grace of like, oh, is this like just a main character thing where we want to see like want to s- see him or whatever? Or is he just dumb? Though I do it know. Me, it makes me nervous. Ahead, sorry. Yeah, I,
0: it just make, it makes me nervous. That's all I was going to say.
1: Well, I do know like the first time he has his costume and he pulls his hood up. uh, It's all might sees him and he's like, kid. You're making it too obvious because his face shape looks like All Might, and his hair, uh, because Deku just wants to be All Might, basically. But so I don't know if that
0: he could just I wear know. his mask. I know,
1: I don't know, <laughs> but I was like, maybe that made him self-conscious of like not having it up because All Might was like, "Come on," That's uh, true. but I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. I think uh, a lot of the like all the hero costumes are made uh where like everything kind of has a purpose so like i kind of right. get the people who do wear masks and hoods and stuff like it serves a purpose but i think if you want to keep these kids out of danger you need to make a- an important purpose of a costume is hiding your actual identity but that's yeah cuz they me. even
1: say when yeah. When Midnight is helping them like come up with their hero names, she even makes a comment of like, oh, a lot of you are just using your real name. Huh. <laughs>
0: like <laughs> come on, people. But then poor like like uh Shoto Todoroki, everybody knows who he is because he's the number two hero's son.
1: Right. So he's There's already no like
0: right. He's already like lost, and he has such like a, a unique face and look anyway like nobody's gonna mistake him for anything else but right right yeah anyway um, moving on yeah. to somebody somebody who does wear a mask who i believe is like the best student in 1a is sue yuasui uh, i love sue
1: so much uh,
0: so so they so do good they do this, like, in the show, they do this thing where they talk about, like, the their quirks and, like, their weaknesses. And then when they get to Sue and they talk about her quirk and then they're like, no known weaknesses. So true. Yeah. She's so, like, she's so calm
1: and collected. And she knows how to use her quirk, like, to the best of its ability. And I feel like she has a strong moral compass. I just love Sue. She's so good.
0: I think she's going to be a great hero. I I cannot wait to see just like what. I mean, she's already a badass, but with training and with experience, because she is kind of she can be kind of timid. Excuse me. She can be kind of timid and like unsure. But she's just she's strong. She's so strong. And the fact that she has such good control over her quirk puts her leagues above the other students. And I feel like she really knows how
1: to like compliment other people's quirks when they were in the finals uh and she was against ectoplasm uh she was using all kinds of quirk like her quirk in all kinds of new ways uh that I was just like dang and she like let it compliment her partner and she's just great I love her
0: yeah so she's smart she's strong yeah she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna be amazing an amazing pro hero and I can't wait yes. to watch it happen. <laughs> yes teddy and i had a a hot take which was there are two bird boys in this show (laughs) and one of them is superior and i don't know i don't know i'm still i'm still on the fence to be honest
1: um i believe in uh tokoyami supremacy so
0: okay fair (laughs) enough
1: that's where i am that's where i live
0: okay so Togami has dark shadow which is like super strong and i think he's like starting to learn how to like control dark shadow better and yeah. for them to, like work together hawks is the other bird man and um he is just a hawk <laughs> <He's>, like, <laughs> he's not a hawk he's like he looks like a human but he has wings but his feathers like he has the ability to control his feathers and use them as like knives or like a sword um and he's very attractive like we can't the amount
1: of fan of of hawk's fan art is just unreal and it's all great
0: it's all great If I had to guess who was like the most simped for character in all this entire universe, it would one hundred percent be Hawks, yeah, I would agree with that. It's everywhere or Dobby, but I'm pretty sure it's Hawks, yeah yeah Hawks Hawks is just so like cool and like whatever, and he like hates hero society, so we know he's like hip um, right <laughs> and he's he's like young he's like twenty two and just like blonde and beautiful and whatever I think he's a little bit overrated to be honest Um.
1: yeah I I saw a tiktok we started talking about this because I sent slash a tiktok where someone was like why would any of you simp over Tokoyami a bird man when they give you hawks a hotter bird man and I felt very defensive
0: I don't know I, I love <laughs> hawks and he is hot but like Tokoyami's like goth emo bird bird man and when they when
1: they moved into the dorms and they were like checking out everyone's rooms um Tokoyami's room which is like an occult little paradise I was like this is my boy uh <laughs> this is this is my boy
0: yes and he is actually so sweet and he cares about his friends so much and it's just He's also going to be a great hero. There's yeah. so many of them that are going to be great heroes. They're going to be great. Okay, um, yeah. Here's
1: one. I, I don't know if we had it on our list, but you and I have talked about it. Um, I think we agree that there's one classmate of 1A that we don't understand oh
0: how God. they got into 1A. Okay, I don't know why I haven't talked about this before. Because this is like you, – you can talk to my partner because when we were watching it together, I would not shut up about this. Hagakure is invisible. That's the only thing that That's she it. is. That's, That's it. it. She's invisible. She has no other... That's it. And I'm like, why are you here? Like, I appreciate that... How did she even pass the test? I
1: Because she just walked past the finish line and no one noticed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you
0: had to... But didn't she have to, like, defeat the robots or yeah. something? What, like, like, I don't... She,
1: I don't get it. I don't get it.
0: <laughs> and they they had to she had no other use of her quirk until like later in the series when when she learned how to use her invisibility in like another way by like refracting light. But yeah. up until that point, she's literally she's
1: just invisible. just invisible.
0: And she's also
1: I think annoying. I agree. But, like she's constantly like like she knows she's invisible and she'll be like, no one's even paying attention to me when there's like a shot of them on the news. And it's like, yeah, you're
0: invisible. Another thing, she's invisible, okay? Her quirk is invisible. We get that. That could probably be very useful for like stealth missions or like trying right. to get information, right. stuff like that. Then why does her costume have shoes and gloves that right. people can see? And
1: also, Why? And also when she does like stripped down so that you can't see her at all people can't see her and she'll be like stop looking at me
0: perv and it's oh like my god. we cannot see you we do not Haga- know where you are is <laughs> over here invisible being like don't look at me while Mirio is just like uh quirking out of his clothes and being like sorry it's saw my schlong oh my god when he said he says sorry if you saw my weenie <laughs>
1: I almost fell off my couch. I was laughing so hard. Oh,
0: oh, also, right now,
1: right now, I'm watching the um, school festival arc.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: why did they put her on the dance team? Why? That's what I I want to know.
0: know. Why? You can't see her she's literally invisible like i don't know how many times i can say this i don't know why it makes me so upset but i'm just like you should not be in this class you should not be in 1a uh well, especially when you see like
1: some of the kids in like 1b and in other parts of the school
0: i'm like what how did is- she? right why like why? why is why is kendo not in 1a yeah i love kendo Oh my god, I have a crush on her. I love her so much. She's so good, and she's always like, she's always keeping Monoma in line, and we love which that. is needed. <laughs> it's so needed. That guy is annoying. Um. Anyway, so that's all the hot takes we got. <laughs> from people, uh, I feel like we, I feel like we're always discussing hot takes. Me and Teddy are just constantly, honestly we're just constantly like sharing tiktoks fanfics whatever we're just constantly going back and forth um yeah go on
1: it's true like i uh Sometimes I feel bad for Slash because I am just watching the show for the first time now. And every time I watch an episode, I'm pretty much just live texting them like, don't feel oh, my bad God. For me. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: no, don't feel bad for me because I love it. And I feel like I'm living vicariously through you because if I could go back and watch this for the first time again, I would. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I love it. Um, There are – so – so we mentioned before that there's a lot of fan-made content for this, and I think there are there are like two or three uh very popular AUs for My Hero that are like very widely accepted um that I that I just wanted to bring up. First of all, the one that I've seen the most is a, a villain version of Deku and that is i know and that is pretty much like fandom-wide recognized as kind of like an official thing of like villain a villain deku au exists and we love it we do love it because you get to see sweet little deku be like crazy yandere violent yeah (laughs) yeah uh
1: yeah it's uh i see that all the time and I. I'm very protective of Deku more than I should be of a fictional character. Like when we first met Mirio, and before I knew that Mirio was best boy, um, <laughs> and everyone was talking about like, oh, he should have been the predecessor for uh all, um for my for one for all and all this stuff. And I was like, do not, do not come for my Deku. He is a yes. precious, perfect angel. And I was really mad until I got to know Mirio more, and then I was like, oh, you sweet angel. Uh, but i don't know i just i i love him too much
0: <laughs> yeah i i i get it i am not that protective of of uh decade because i don't know i'm just not i just don't like i don't vibe with him as much as a lot of other people do but that's yeah. okay but i still can respect and love that he is who he is and yeah he he is he is he will also be a great hero um yeah so the other au that i wanted to mention was the fantasy au because actually in uh the second half of season two the ending credits are art from um the official creator of a fantasy au uh which has been of course the Phantom took that and like ran with it uh but one thing i want to mention about that is in this fantasy au bakugo is the dragon king guess who the dragon is kirishima his baby kiri his little <laughs> sweet boyfriend kirishima is this <laughs> dragon and you cannot tell me that their love is not real right
1: i remember when i first saw the end that in the fantasy end credits and i was like i want to watch this show i want to watch this show it looks yes. so good
0: <laughs> it does look so good uh and people write fan fiction so i've I recently kind of went on a kick of like reading a Dragon King Bakugo fanfic, none of which was appropriate to talk about here, but, (laughs) um, but uh, it's, there's a ton, there's a ton of it. Uh, And there's a ton of like just this particular fantasy AU. And I actually have like the wiki, like the My Hero wiki pulled up. And there, there, it, it shows you like what, each character is in in the fantasy world uh which is like i guess Mm -hmm. canon or like it's official you know uh of how it was created so that's just really cool it's a whole it's a
1: yeah they basically just gave
0: you an au to play around with that's that (laughs) so those i don't know if there's any other like au's that you've come across that are like widely accepted um
1: those are the big ones that i've seen um i don't read as much au stuff um i really like the sort of like slice of life sort of uh fix that fill in the time in between when they're being cool and heroic
0: um so yeah i'm not sure well speaking of fan fiction maybe we should just jump right into this we made a short list of fan fictions that we really loved that we thought that we might recommend to you I'm not sure how many of mine I will share because I mostly read uh not safe for work fan fiction <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh there is one there is one that is safe for work which is a uh uh it's you know i'll post these on twitter too if you want to look them up uh but it's called numb um and it is on ao3 and it is a shinso kaminari fic uh and basically it's them having a heart-to-heart about how um about the difficulties they have with their quirks uh because shinso is kind of seen as a villain because his quirk is mind control and kaminari is usually kind of Laughed at or seen as stupid because when he uses his quirk, he short circuits and can is kind of like useless for a short amount of time until he comes back. So it's basically them being vulnerable with each other and just saying, uh, I, I th- my quirk makes me feel less than others, and they're just kind of like validating each other. And it was probably one of the first My Hero f- fanfics I read, and I just loved that interaction, it was so real. And sweet, and uh, I think it. I I I feel like these conversations. I wish these types of conversations were happening more, just like in the real world between people who felt that way. I think the world would be a better place. Yeah, I um
1: I also read mostly NSFW stuff, but I specifically pulled out a few of my safe for work fix um for recommendations because i think they're really sweet um one of them uh it's called on account of rain uh, and it's on ao3 and it's a a really sweet like slice of life uh with tokoyami mina and bakugo where tokoyami and mina challenge bakugo to watch a scary movie without getting scared and it's the perfect like tough guy bakugo like won't let anyone see him sweat uh, and it's just really cute it's a really short one but i love those kind of little thinking about like yeah they are also just like students in a dorm like they've got lots of time right. to like fill in and my other one that i read that has i don't i think it has tw- like 20 something chapters it's very long um but it's called sincerely deku and it is Deku, before he has his quirk, um, and he's emailing heroes with his analysis of different cases they're working on. Um, And it's like kind of when he goes into his mumble mode of like analyzing things, he emails people and is like, hi, I know you're working on this case. Uh, Here are my observations. I think these cases are connected. You should check it out. Blah, blah, blah. And his analysis is always so on point point. Uh, and that eraser head is the only one that takes him seriously. And he's like, who are you? Are you like a professional analyzer? And he's like, I'm a 14 year old. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's really like, I just, just really, fun. it's really
1: cute. Cause he, cause that's one of the things I love about Deku is his, I mean, sometimes he gets too trapped in his mind, but like he can really break down a situation and uh, it's really cute. Cause there's these moments of like, uh, them being like, uh, you know, like the authorities didn't even make that connection. How did you make that connection? And this Deku s- clearly just like sits around following cases and the news and just putting it all together in some like crazy string uh, board sort of thing. So which it's is, really fun.
0: Which is so true to like Deku, which is just so true to Deku. Like that's how he is. And sometimes I wish that he wouldn't have gotten... Uh, a quirk because i truly think that he would have been a hero even without a quirk because he would be he would be doing stuff like this and offering his like what he can do like he's so good at you know
1: yeah and that's what i like that was kind of the premise of it is like even if he doesn't have a quirk he's gonna find some way to help the heroes because that's
0: who he is exactly yeah um i'll share one of my not safe for work uh fanfics it's called i never hated you uh and because i i talked about how much i love kiribaku i just thought i would throw this out here a lot of people talk about how bakugo is like toxic and a bully and whatever he is he's also super insecure which is why he acts that way and this um This fic is uh, aged up pro hero uh, Kirishima and Bakugo, and kind of talks about how they've had this like weird on again off again relationship uh, where it's just it's kind of toxic and bad. And it's just them dealing with like their feelings and their resentment that's built up between them for this whole thing. And it's a lot of angst uh, and a lot of like hurt comfort kind of stuff and a lot of like working through feelings and i just love thinking about them dealing with these really real life issues alongside being heroes and it's nice to see especially bakugo go through go just like go through that to figure himself out better so yeah so there's that lovely yeah and i i wish i had more but i've been so uh, selfishly wrapped up in the fan fiction that i'm writing that i didn't research anymore but that's okay that's, that's okay um so the last uh the last little bit we have is uh we have a list of and i i don't think we've gone through this list together before but we have a list of uh uh i guess superlatives or like who we like the least or most. I don't know. It'll yeah. make sense once we start saying it. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're just going to go through the list. And we're just going to say. who Which character falls in this category for us. And uh, like I said. We don't. We haven't talked about this before. So this will also be new for us. And we thought it would just be like a fun little thing. So uh, uh, who is uh, a, f- a favorite 1A student?
1: Oh. It, this should be easier than it is um Kirishima
0: okay yeah this should be easier <laughs> uh, I I have to say Bakugo just because I love Bakugo so much that I can't I can't not say Bakugo yeah. uh who is uh who is the student that should not be in 1A uh Hakukure Hagakure Invisible girl. Yes, we agree, agree on that. I think we made that pretty clear earlier. Uh who is your favorite UA staff member? Eraserhead. Mine's gotta be present Mike. <laughs> but this is why we're friends. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh your favorite pro hero. Um
1: it's gotta it's gotta be All Might. I'm such a simp for All Might.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is this one's hard, yeah. Um, because there are so many pro heroes that don't get like the screen time or story time, right? Um, I like Fat Gum. Yeah, he's really sweet. I I think he's sweet, and he's really good at what he does, and he's so encouraging. Anyway, yeah. uh, your favorite villain? Ooh, Adabi, duh, <laughs> duh. Uh, mine is Shigaraki uh who uh we'll say that for last your uh your favorite ship Ooh,
1: okay um I actually think my favorite ship might be um Tokoyami and Shoji
0: oh that's so cute I love it <laughs> I after I just went on this whole thing talking about Kiribaku I, which I I love but for the sake of this my favorite ship is Eraser Mike oh, uh, I, I and Present Mike uh, I want them to be my parents yes, yes. Um, who are you the biggest simp for that
1: is such a difficult question right uh, so like right now my lock screen is Kirishima my Aww. home screen is is All Might my um, like my Twitter, him. my Twitter, uh, banner is Tokoyami. <laughs> um, I love. If I have to choose one, it's probably actually, I, it's one I haven't even mentioned yet. It's a racer head. I love him uh,
0: so much. Yes. So much. That's totally fair. Yeah. I i go frequently between these two but obviously my number one is Bakugo. i i can't even i it's so <laughs> stupid to have like a crush on a fictional 2d person but i do so uh Bakugo, but i also really love amajiki uh he is we would be best friends no doubt about it and i love him sweet shy boy so sweet so shy so cute and it's such a badass quirk right uh and i have one more uh which character do you just want to punt oh um probably minetta oh man do i do i want to punt minetta he's the, roughly the size okay. of a football you're right yeah you know what <laughs> since uh he would be the easiest Uh, It it would be either that or I really hated uh, Overhaul. I hate it. He was frightening and scary, but I I don't think I would win in a fight in trying to punt him. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we'll just punt Mineta and just be happy that Overhaul no longer has arms. Yes. (laughs) So anyway, Uh, is there anything you wanted to anything else that you wanted to say um
1: i don't i don't have any like grand closing thoughts because right now um this is where i live and i'm so obsessed with it uh and it, it's just the it's just the best it does it is one of the um i think because the world is so interesting um it does make me want to read the manga which i'm not usually one who sees a show and then will jump to the manga um but this one makes me want to like live in this world as much as possible
0: yes i feel completely the same um we this is probably one of at least two possibly more episodes where we're gonna visit my hero academia because it's so huge the fandom is so huge there's so much to talk about um and so we just want to give ourselves a chance to talk about all of it so uh keep checking up with us on spotify on uh apple Podcasts, on our twitter which is pod underscore shipwrecked if you have uh, we're still uh, we're still looking for uh opinions on tokoyami's bird head so if you would like (laughs) to uh tell us anything about that uh how you had canon that um hit us up at pod underscore shipwrecked on twitter uh you can also email us if you want to do that at shipwreckedpod at gmail.com uh otherwise we will see you next time and we'll be continuing our anime arc so thank you bye bye